they were completely blown away because it was the first time they've ever gone out and tested a group of people and the tests came in 100% naked. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their funny, sexy, and fascinating stories as they take us on their journey. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches it a little differently, and at its core, our show is about hearing, highlighting, and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it is important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of our own. So sit back, relax, and just accept the fact that your time with us will be spent in an awkward turmoil of laughter and arousal. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. If that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, you either need to stop listening or go get your parents and you can listen as a family. The choice is yours. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode nine of Normalizing Non-Monogamy. I'm Emma and I'm here with my husband, Finn. Today we have a really exciting interview for you guys with the founders of the website Cassidy, Scott and Nicoletta. But before we get into that, we have a couple of quick things we wanted to mention. The first is uh, we wanted to say thanks to all the people who have been reaching out via email. It's really awesome to hear from everybody. And one of the things we've heard from some of the people who reached out is that our show is very uh, heavily focused on couples or couple dynamics. That's really just because, again, we don't know a ton of uh, single people or swingles or whatever you would like to call yourselves in the lifestyle. Or triads. Or Or triads, yeah, whoever it is. So we're happy to hear from anybody. So don't be afraid to reach out. On that same note, uh, we had somebody reach out a few weeks back who um, we tried to respond to them and our message got kicked back. So if you're the one person out there who's reached out to us and hasn't heard back, we're not jerks. We just couldn't respond to you. So, uh, in that same in that same vein, we try to respond to everybody within a day or so, and we've been pretty good about that, and we'll try to be pretty good about that. But we will be traveling the next couple of weeks, and our internet will be unpredictable, yeah, to say the least. So, we'll do our best. Uh, you won't see any interruptions in the show release, but we just might not be as fast on the reply button. Yeah, just be a little patient with us. Also, we wanted to thank everyone for leaving us reviews. We've loved getting those, and it's a great way to support the podcast as well as provide any feedback you have for us. Uh, You can leave them on iTunes or any of the other platforms. Again, you can also find us on our website at normalizingnonmonogamy.com or on Twitter under NNM, as in Normalizing Non-Monogamy Podcast. So we're going to jump into the interview here with Scott and Nicoletta. Real quick before we do that... um, Again, if you head over to our website that Emma just told you about and either go to the show notes for this page or the resources page, you'll see links for Cassidy and a few other uh, resources. But specifically for Cassidy, if you sign up through those links, you'll get a free 30-day elite membership trial. And if you leave us a review, you get a 90-day trial. So please check that out. And we also wanted to thank Scott and Nicoletta for coming on the show today. They're really cool people. They're really down to earth. The episode is definitely not a promotion for Cassidy anyway. They basically spend the whole time talking about their origin story as a couple, 
and their journey through swinging. So it's it's a really fascinating look into mm-hmm. their lives. So again, thank you to them for coming on, and we'll see you guys on the other side. I guess, do you guys mind telling us, just for anybody who's not familiar with Cassidy or who you guys are, just a brief introduction of yourselves and uh, what, I guess, sort of how you guys approach non-monogamy or swinging within your relationship? Sure. Uh, you know, we we started Cassidy a little over 10 years ago, and for us, we saw it as a need for a lifestyle website that's actually created by and run by swingers. Um, many of the uh, other leading websites are actually just run by vanillas who are trying to make a buck uh, and not by people who are actually in the community and part of the lifestyle themselves. Right. And, you know, we think that's reflected in a lot of what uh, uh, other, you know, profile settings and things like that. So we really looked at it as people who are in the community and as people who, you know, we were hosting a lot of parties at the time as well, but supporting other club owners and uh, event hosts and what we could uh, do that create a site that really meets everybody's needs and uh, did the same for the, you know, from just the user perspective. And that's why we have the variety of uh, he enjoys, she enjoys because not everybody's, sexuality is the same it's not just we're a full swap couple what does that mean seriously what does that mean that's that's an absolutely meaningless term uh because what if uh what if it's a hot wife situation or what if she plays and he doesn't or what if he plays and she doesn't or what if he likes uh um bondage and she doesn't or you know whatever yeah exactly mix and match you know she likes anal he doesn't whatever um you need to be able to describe that kind of stuff so you can meet people who are looking for the same types of things. And uh, in searching for a name, we were offered uh, swinger.com as a name. And it was a, a tough decision because from a marketing perspective, uh, it would be fantastic, but it would draw the wrong kind of people to the site, we felt. And so... We were sitting around in a jacuzzi with a bunch of friends and came up with the name Cassidy. Like, let's name it after a hot girl. You know, let's uh, let's make it because it's girls that lead the lifestyle, not guys. So let's make it non-threatening. Let's make it feminine. And uh, we said, oh, Cassidy sounds good, but let's spell it differently. Why not? And uh, so we declined the swinger.com person who was offering us the name and went with Cassidy. And never looked back. So now we have a site that is one of the largest in the world. And after <laughs> 10 years of a lot of work, and it's the kind of thing that unless you know about it, you don't, if you don't know about it, you probably shouldn't. And if you do know about it, then you probably belong. Right. So we're very, very proud of what of right. what we built with that. And presumably you guys, it sounds like you were, in the swinging lifestyle before you started Cassidy, I'm assuming that wasn't your first uh, first day on the job was your first day as swingers. Uh, how, how, <laughs> not, how did you guys get into it originally together? Uh, before we met, uh, I was in I was in LA, and a couple of girls that I was dating introduced me to the lifestyle. Uh, they said, "You know, I'm 
I'm what's known as a unicorn. I go to these parties and uh, I'd really like to have a guy go with me. I'd like to have a date to some of these things. And they brought it up to me within a couple of weeks apart. I'm like, yeah, sounds good to me. Let's check it out. <laughs> and uh, they, we had a blast. And so that introduced me to lifestyle and jump forward a couple of years. And Nicolette and I were just starting to date. And I said, you know, how do you feel about this and giving, giving this a try? And, you know, she, I mean, she comes from Europe, so it's less, uh, not quite as uh, repressed as most yeah. Uh, Americans. Yeah, less inhibitions. And so uh, she agreed to try it. And the first experience we had, we, I chose the wrong club. Because from my time in Newport Beach, we were in Colorado then. And my time in L.A., it was I only knew a couple of clubs that the girls would take me to. So I thought all clubs were like that. And we went to a club and it wasn't very good. And she said, hey, if this is what it is, you know, you're an idiot. We're not doing this. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. It's, it's normally really cool people and really, you know, really fun and uh, great conversation. So I did a little more research and found uh, another club called in Denver called the Scarlet Scarlet Ranch. Yeah. And so we went, she, we tried again and we went there and she had a great time. Uh, you know, met some really cool people and had a lot of fun in that. So that's like, Oh, okay. This is what it's like. This is good. Was it something that Nicoletta that you had had ever explored before that first time you went to the club with Scott? No, I was a, uh, hundred percent newbie. I was a lifestyle, um, literally, I wasn't even aware that there is a lifestyle around. Um, so it was adventure, it was fun, everybody was very nice. Um, so I didn't have any um, misconceptions or any any stories anybody ever told me. So it was just, you know, like, oh, what's such a big deal? Right, right. Very cool. And was there any... I guess in that initial onset, uh, discussions about it, concerns of like jealousy or why, if we just started dating, would would he already want to be exploring other people, or was it just sort of more of a fun thing to do? I guess at that point. Well, it was um, it was actually to um, um, help me discover myself and start. Um, one time we're sitting out at uh, <coughs> dinner and he was like checking. I was checking out girls walking by, and he was like, "I have to tell you something about yourself that you you don't know." I'm like, "What? You're by?" I'm like, "No, I'm not." He's like, "Oh yeah, you are." He's <laughs> like, "Just you know, look at the five you know past hour what you've been doing checking out all the girls." I was like. Oh, you're right. I, so, you know, going to going to those clubs was it felt very natural. Hmm. That's pretty. That's interesting. And, yeah. So it was sort of a eye-opening experience for you guys, or at least for you. Oh, definitely. And um, you know, from there we just started experimenting, and when you know, we always kind of not push the limits, but. You know, we'll try more, and if it didn't work, we would just, you know, come back to to the point where we're both comfortable. And, and of course, discussions arise, you know, about jealousy and 
and stuff, but it was it was in such a comfortable environment and because we're discussing about everything and we're talking about our feelings and there was never pressure to do anything we either of us wanted to do was very you know, it was just the natural um natural um process. Right. And and still is the you know things don't things evolve and change and you know we change um and, but it's still about great communication still um trying to to do what feels good because at the end of the day you always we always want ask ourselves why we're doing this to improve our relationship to improve our lives to um make us um happier and if certain things don't don't achieve that then we we um revisit and it's very dynamic and it constantly evolves and changes right you know that's i i think that's true for everybody and something that that emma and i were talking about before we got on here was that then maybe there's sometimes the, the misconception that since you guys are sort of swinger celebrities that you guys are pros at everything and it just you've yeah. been been pros since day one but i would assume you guys probably worked through some of the same progressions as as anybody else in terms of uh maybe it was soft swap and then full swap and then oh it didn't go well and you had to back up and and reapproach right. it again it, that's exactly how it went you know it took it took me um about two years to to even be comfortable with swapping it you know first it was for two years I was just girl and girl action um but then when I finally discovered the, the um the full swap, I was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe for two years I haven't done anything." <laughs> so it was, um, you know, it was one of those revelations that, "Wow, this is good." But then, you know, it also depends on on um, meeting the right people and and just having fun and letting letting loose. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just sex. It's you know, right. you, I know at the end of the day, I'm going home with Scott, and that's. You know, this is just having fun. Right, right. Has um, I guess has the fact that you guys are sort of swinger celebrities made it not not necessarily harder to meet people, but maybe harder to make a a genuine connection, or maybe it your guard is up a little more around <laughs> the people you meet. Well, yeah. it has its benefits. Yeah, it's double edged sword. <laughs> sure, sure. It goes both ways. So um, sometimes it's harder not to meet people, but it's harder to to um, get away with the people you met and you have a connection <laughs> because right. everybody else wants to to meet and talk. But yeah, we've we've made made amazing friendships in this lifestyle, and uh, we've had incredible adventures, and we won't change it for anything. Um, when when you guys you know decided to start Cassidy. Uh, I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, like maybe your friend, family and friends didn't necessarily know uh, before then. And I guess I'm also assuming that they do now. Um, has there been a change? I guess, how did people react when they found out? Well, we're pretty public. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now, I guess you know, maybe. Playboy maybe. and CBS and NBC and. Yeah, but uh, I meant back at the, the beginning, A&E I guess. And... Yeah. 
um, in the beginning, before we had our first media um, come out, I uh, I talked about it with uh, uh, my family, specifically my brother and uh, my parents, and uh, uh, I was actually really surprised. My brother didn't really care, which is what I expected. Um, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. uh, uh, my, uh, my, what was unexpected was my mom, who is extremely religious. I mean, she is super fundamental Christian. And so I expected it to be a problem with her. And she was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, shocked. And my dad, who's atheist, he had a huge problem and didn't talk to me for five years. Wow. wow. So, um, you know, yeah, we had some downside. You never know what to expect. Yeah, and so you guys kind of went through the the coming out process to family and friends before you launched Cassidy because you knew it was going to probably propel you into. No, that. we had launched we had launched it, but it was when we knew we were getting our first uh, media, which was a, a newspaper article written about us, which was positive. It was pro, it was sex positive. Okay, but you know it was going to be uh, uh, published in the in the paper, so we felt we had to come out uh, before that. And, you know, since then, we've done a lot of television. We've done movies. I mean, we've done all kinds of stuff. Right. So uh, uh, it's like, ah, oh, cat's out of the bag. You know, let's let's be ambassadors for the lifestyle. Let's, let's promote it. Yeah, absolutely. Did, was there any uh, issues on your side, Nicoletta, when you were, when that information came out? Um. Not much because Europeans have a different view on sexuality. It was kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, well, it's your life. You know, you you know, just make sure you don't do something you you know you might regret later. But that's pretty much the right. the you know the level of the conversation. Um, and plus, um, sex is I wouldn't say taboo, but people don't really, especially. You know, People don't really, you know, bring up the or parents, parent children relationships are not necessarily very explicit. They're like, well, you're, you know, you're grown up person. You know, we cannot, we can not make decisions. It's your life. You do what, whatever you, you see fit. So yeah, that um, that was pretty much the the length of the discussion, I think it lasted probably like five, ten minutes. <laughs> and not, it was like nothing big deal. It was like, oh, okay. Well, you're an adult, you know. <laughs> this is life. I mean, that must be nice. It probably made it I feel a little less taboo. Because I know, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are really afraid to, that anyone's going to find out about who they are and what they do and this the stigma that's wrapped around it. Um, Right, but there is there is a freedom that comes from from it because um, really, you know, if your friends find out and then decide that they do not want to be your friends, then you really haven't lost right anything. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, <laughs> to, with us it was the opposite. Um, the people when by being open, people were attracted and and uh then they would start opening up and and discussing all uh 
you know, all their uh, taboo subjects and pretty much just you'd see their faces. They would be, be freed up by all these secrets that they were holding up. And uh, it, it felt very comfortable to them to have somebody to talk to. Sure. Right. It is funny when we're in situations talking to vanillas and it comes out because we don't hold back. You know, we're out at a vanilla club or a restaurant or whatever. Or for me, some of the other business activities I'm in, be at a conference, and uh, it comes up, and I don't hold back. And it's like as soon as it comes out, people are always intrigued. I was like, oh, what is that? How's that work? And then suddenly you're safe, and they can tell you all of their secrets. Yeah. They're dying to tell someone anyhow. It's right. like even if you know, I really don't want to hear all of your secrets. <laughs> don't yeah. care. Glad you have fun, but <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you you telling them this little thing or this one piece of information about you. Their response tells you like everything you need to know about them. Yep. <laughs> right, yep, and exactly. sometimes it's sometimes it's a little bit too much. We're like, okay, <laughs> but I'm it, trying to it, eat my steak you know, here. It, <laughs> right, <laughs> but it it is um um it is. It's pretty much um, taking down all the walls and communication, and it's like you know you go you cut through the bullshit, and then you get to the to the um, real person, and you know to what's important in life and the death and all the all the uh, real stuff. So right. you know it's kind of like the same when really our best friends are from the lifestyle now because. Once you've seen somebody naked, it's kind of hard to lie to each other. Right. So right. It's um, you know, plus sex is not taboo, and really, everybody then is just more comfortable and friendly and fun, and they just want to let loose. Yeah. Be- being that you guys have been out and and quite public for such a long time, have you seen a shift in the way that people respond and react? over that uh, time frame? So maybe like, earlier on, were they a little more reserved and and in the last couple of years, have you seen maybe people being more open-minded to it? Well, I think that uh, in, a, in, in a Tinder era and in an Ashley Madison era, sex is becoming less taboo right. and people are opening up anyhow. I think it's just the, the shift our entire culture is going through, which is to be more open, um, you know, more okay with personal liberties uh, and things like that. So, you know, yeah, we've seen a shift and hopefully in some small way we've been part of it. Uh, but society as a whole is, is definitely moving in that direction. Right. I'm assuming you have seen some backlash, though, over the years, uh, you know, outside of your dad, but um, just people not being happy with, with the decisions that you're making? <laughs> not really. Okay. Um, um, no, I mean, we're, you know, we're open and we're, you know, we embrace everybody. I mean, we have, yeah. on Cassidy, we have all kinds of groups and all kinds of people and it's all open. And whenever it's come out in our vanilla side, um, it's just that we haven't had much negative. It's yeah. been almost all positive, always. That's really good. I'm yeah, real no, surprised awesome. to hear that. So that's that's really positive no, I know that's to hear. Not, that's not true for everybody. I mean, there are people who are in uh, occupations 
where they have moral turpitude clauses or they have other things. I mean, we've met people who are priests and school teachers and politicians and celebrities and and all kinds of royalty, (laughs) Uh, all kinds of people that, um, you know, it it would harm them if it got out. And so everybody's different. You know, for us, does you know we chose to come out and we chose this as our lifestyle and uh our business and uh we're very comfortable with it we love it but that's not true for everybody i wouldn't recommend coming out to a lot of types of people right scott scott and nicoletta said it was fine so go ahead and tell everybody (laughs) yeah yeah don't (laughs) make your own decision (laughs) yeah yeah know your circumstances absolutely absolutely I guess uh, maybe on a more personal level, as you guys were coming up through your journey together, did were there any major hurdles that you guys had to overcome between the two of you? Not not necessarily around the coming out process, but just in general, things that you guys found challenging that that maybe other people could relate to. Well, you know, I'll talk about the very first experience, the positive experience we had at Scarlet Ranch. We were there and um, I started playing with this single girl, this unicorn there and the room was, you know, full of people. I don't care if people watch me. Um, And uh, Nicoletta was watching and she was sitting there with conflicting uh, dialogue, internal dialogue because she's saying that she's sitting there thinking she should feel jealous and she should feel angry watching me play with another girl. And on the other hand, she was getting turned on and she was getting excited. And so she couldn't reconcile those feelings of what she should be feeling versus what she was feeling. And she fortunately uh, stepped forward and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, we got to talk. I'm not, I can't figure this out. And I think she's a little surprised that I'm like, oh, okay. And I jump off the bed. <laughs> a lot of people will be happy to service this young lady. Right. Um, and uh, so she and I uh, went out in the jacuzzi and talked through it. And you know, by the end of the night, she was the centerpiece of an orgy. <laughs> but, you know, she, she had to work through those that dialogue herself. And I think a lot of people go through that. Like, gee, I, I should be jealous, uh, but I'm not. Well, how come I'm not? Something must be wrong with me. And we certainly went through that uh, as well. Yeah. Well, and I, I, just, I would say that's it takes a lot of guts what she did to, to be willing to speak up in an environment where she's never been there. And it's always hard to be the one who's interrupting somebody else having fun because of something that's going on with you. I think that's something that all of us have been in that situation at one time or another, and it's it's not an easy thing to do, but it, I think it's an important thing to be able to do. Yeah, it's part of keeping communication open. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you guys, I guess, trying to think of the best way to ask the question about navigating um, the safer sex and, and the potential risk of increased exposure to potential STIs or issues that are around that? How do you guys typically navigate that? And this is, you know, this is a very simple topic. You know, you just play safe. 
what can we say? And realize also that the incidence of STDs in the swinging population is, you know, most people are urban professionals or um, uh, suburban professionals, and everyone's pretty careful. And so there just isn't a big incidence. The um, at another lifestyle club in Denver, the Denver Health Department, there's an outbreak of syphilis going through Denver, I guess. And some the health department decided that swingers must be the part of the problem. And so they called the club and said they wanted to come out and bring a mobile testing unit and try to convince some people there to get tested. And they were a little surprised when the club owner said, yeah, hell yeah, come on out. Because wow. everyone's excited. Ooh, free testing, something we normally have to pay for. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so, you know, they pretty much like had like 300 people get tested uh, that night. It just blew them away. And then a couple weeks later, they got a, uh, a um, notice from the health department for the club, the club owner to, to come and appear before them. And so he's like, ah, okay, I'll find out what the, what the deal is. And so he went in there. And they said, you know, this is the first time because they do the mobile testing at college campuses and other groups and things like that. And they said it's they were completely blown away because it was the first time they've ever gone out and tested a group of people. And the tests came in 100 percent negative. Wow. So so it blew away their uh, presupposed ideas. I mean, I would. I mean, we. Our experience has definitely been the swinger community has uh, always been more attuned to safe sex than I think maybe others. But yeah, um, that is really surprising. <laughs> and I think the conversation is more accepted, right? If you're just meeting somebody on Tinder, it's not typical. I would assume for a first date of just a guy meets girl to to start talking about your. Uh, STI status and your history and everything. So I don't, that's not something that usually makes it out in the one-on-one dating world, I would assume. So. No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I know you guys also mentioned in your profile that you tend to be uh, shy, a little bit shy. Uh, Has that been something that you've noticed evolving as you started casting and gotten more publicity? Have you guys become more extroverted? I don't know if it's more extroverted or um, we're more conscious about it um, because now we really have to think about, okay, when we go to, to a party, for example, you know, to go around and introduce ourselves to, to uh, um, different people. But it's also, I, I don't think... Our our way of being has changed. It's just we're more conscious about it. Yeah. So at the end, yes, we're still we're still the same shy people. Um, painfully shy at times. Where it's like, oh my god, you know, I would want somebody so badly. I I could you know not even get up and go say hi. Or it was like it was so hard to go and and ask you know, the question of do you want to play or, you know, to say hi, you know, how are you doing or, you know, start a conversation. It we worked through through it a lot. Especially in the beginning it was um quite a um quite a an ordeal. At one point I was trying to make exercises, okay, I'm gonna go to a party, I'm gonna try and meet 
you know, first time would be like one one person or one couple, and then it would be three, and then it would be like five, and it's just to you know talk. And once mm-hmm. once you know the exercise started started to um, um, to take place, I realized everybody you know wanted to <laughs> to talk and be social, but other people didn't know either. So other people were standing back and. They were shy as well, and it was just, you know, the moment they had a um, an introduction or, or, you know, people started talking to them, it was, you know, everybody was very friendly, and, and we yeah. haven't had any bad experience, you know, from that moment. But it was just getting over, you know, or with the nerves to go, go meet somebody. And um, lifestyle has definitely taught me um, that really all it takes is to just, and start talking to people and and even you know without even having expectations it's just trying to make a friendship before anything else happens anyhow yeah yeah, yeah we have we have friends who are you know incredibly social very outgoing uh they can walk into a room full of people they've never met before and within an hour they're best friends with everyone and we admire that because that's not our personality. We try hard, but we have to make an effort just because we're normally shy. So that is one thing we do sometimes is try to make sure we're going somewhere with our friends who are like that. It's like, okay, good. We've got our, our entry, yeah. our, our, our meeting people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. No, we're, we're very much the same way when we go to like a new, a party or something, we actually have to like, give ourselves a little pep talk about <laughs> how many people we're going to talk to that night. And then it's like a mission to, to hit the number. <laughs> so we, we completely relate to that. Um, I guess kind of wrapping up close here, do you guys feel, a, I guess, are there any major benefits that you guys have seen to your relationship or that you would attribute to having a, a non-monogamous relationship style that maybe you don't feel would be there if you hadn't gone down that path so early on? No, I mean, I, I think neither one of us believe that um, that monogamy is, is natural. Uh, you know, I know certainly my past wasn't, and every guy I've ever known isn't, and many women I've known uh, aren't. And so, you know, you wind up getting in a situation where you're likely to cheat or you're going to be really, really unhappy. And this just releases you from those um, societal, uh, you know, artificial uh, restraints that are are put on by religion or by other things. And uh, you wind up not letting your relationship be defined by sex. Instead, it's just part of your relationship and it's part of you not only as a couple but you as an individual and uh, fulfilling your needs and everybody has different needs i don't care if you're married to the most perfect person in the world for you you're each going to have still some things that you know are a little different and so it allows you to scratch that itch and everybody's happier for it right yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely is there any advice that you guys would maybe like to share with a listener who is maybe new to this or starting to explore it that maybe you wish you had known back when you guys were just getting into it, whether it was when you were going out with uh, 
the unicorns are when you guys both started in it together? It's the advice that everyone gives. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Nothing should be taboo. Okay. Um, and take it slow. You know, one thing that we've seen really help a lot of new couples is when you sign up on Cassidy and create a profile, we encourage people to do it together because when they sit there going through their, you know, their preferences, what they like, I mean, everything's on a scale of one to 10, you know, uh, girl on girl, guy on guy, girl on guy, uh, vaginal sex, anal sex, bondage, BDSM, uh, toys, voyeurism. There's all these questions that you go through and people are consistently blown away by the answers that their spouse or their significant other gives. It's like, really? You like that? Oh my God. You know, or, uh, or I thought you liked that or whatever. And so just going through the process of creating a profile together winds up really opening up the communication between people. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, get out. This is not a cyber lifestyle. This is a, a real world lifestyle. Go to some parties, meet some people. Um, go to some dinners. doesn't have to be play-oriented, especially at first. Yeah. So uh, just take some steps and have fun. Yeah, I think that's that's great advice. Going to a, a low-pressure type event, like a, a meet-and-greet on a Wednesday night where you know it's really unlikely that you're going to be pressured into going back and playing with somebody. That I think that's really good advice. Mm-hmm. And being yeah. patient well, is good advice, too. I think that's really important. Don't try to rush it too quickly. Yeah. Well, yes. different people go at different speeds. However, it's important to to always remember why why you're in the lifestyle. Yeah. Um. And you know, we all when if if there are any issues that arise, we always come back to the same question: Why are we in the lifestyle? To improve our our uh, life as a couple and um bring bring us happiness and just be in a very strong relationship and if if you do not get if you're not able to to you know grasp the root of why you're in the lifestyle then maybe the lifestyle is not for you but you know you have to be in it for the right reasons right yeah and then all the other details work themselves out have you guys noticed over the past 10 years or so or however many years you guys have been doing it that that the reasons you've been in the lifestyle or the way that you have approached it have changed in terms of maybe play styles and just different things that you're looking to get out of it or has it been fairly consistent? Well, no, oh, I think yeah. as we talked about, we've evolved a lot. Right. <laughs> and now when I, you know, when I know I want somebody, I just go to them and, you know, ask them flat out. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm not going to lose a whole evening night and, you know, it's like, and I've had situations where literally I walked into a room, into a room, and we had I had such a strong connection with somebody, and just um, walked out to the guy, and you know, without even telling my name or anything, I would be like, "You want to go play?" And he would be like, "Yeah," and would just you know, after we had sex, we're like, "Oh, what's your name? What's your name?" And you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah, things have changed in terms of how how we approach and. Um, but also, you know, we also enjoy different things now than we did in the beginning. So we 
we enjoy very much a nice dinner with with our lifestyle friends as much as a play party. So yeah. it has evolved. It's not about all about play. Yeah, if uh, play happens, that's fine. But it, you know, what's more important is, is the relationships and the conversations and the um, and meeting new new people. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would agree completely. Um, do you guys have, and obviously Cassidy, but besides Cassidy, do you have any other resources uh, that you would recommend to, to new people, such as a book or podcast or anything that you've found helpful or you've heard other people that has been helpful to them? Well, well obviously your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully. Every newbie has to, every newbie has to listen to it. <laughs> We we agree a hundred percent with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, one thing that uh, we get really nonstop uh, uh, comments about is uh, the Playboy reality series series mm-hmm. uh, Swing. Yeah, and you know, we produced that. We were the hosts for the first couple of seasons, and the rest. Then we had a baby, so we couldn't be on it anymore. But we still produced it with Playboy and helping get it set up everybody on it is from Cassidy but a lot of people that's their very first thing and I think the podcasts are great and people can listen to it but when they watch swing it's visual they see people oh these are real people these are real swingers and this yeah. is how they really react and look they're having fun and it's okay and they're not you know there's no drama um so occasionally there is drama with some of the newbies, but uh, you know, that's that, that again and again has been such a good touchstone for people that they told us that's the reason they got into the lifestyles because of watching Swing. Yeah, we I mean, we watched it ourselves and it was definitely something where it just gives you a lot of good talking points, right? You watch an episode and then you sit and you talk about it like what happened and why it happened and what you would do differently or, or it turns you on too. Yeah, absolutely. What you're into. So no, I, that's, that's awesome. Is, and that's still available on the, on the Playboy website, correct? Or Playboy TV. Yeah. It's, uh, it's on their TV station. They keep doing the replays. It is still their number one show. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Is there any chance that you guys are going to uh, put out any new episodes? Or is that no? They they did five seasons and uh, called it a wrap. So okay. huh. that was uh, that. Sadly, that was it. It would have been fun to keep on going, but uh, they just were changing their production priorities. Yeah. Even though even though it's a, even though it's their biggest hit by far and by far and away, it's also their most expensive show to produce. Sure. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. That was just personal curiosity from, from our side. So um, I guess. We can. We don't want to keep you guys all night. Is there anything else that you would want to share with people before we let you go? No, I just appreciate people taking the time to listen in. I, uh, you know, it uh, takes this kind of uh, honest self-searching to be curious about something and open-minded enough to learn about it. And uh, regardless of the direction they go, we wish them the best with their sexuality and uh, with their lives. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again so much for, for taking the time. I know you're probably way busier than we are. So <laughs> Yeah, we really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Oh, no, absolutely. It's our honor. So 
It was really nice right, talking guys. to you both. Yeah. And meeting we, you guys. We, yeah, uh, pleasure. Hopefully someday uh, we'll make it out and meet. maybe meet in person. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Would love All right, guys. And anytime you guys are in Vegas, let us know. Sounds yes. good. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. It's us again. Just wanted to say thank you one more time to Scott and Nicoletta for coming on and sharing some insight with us and some of the really cool stories they had to share. Also, don't forget, you can find all of the resources that they mentioned uh, in the show notes on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. <laughs> yes, and next week we have an interview with some of our really good friends, uh, Sadie and Todd, and we sat in their basement uh, in our first first in-person interview that we did um, with no pants. So it was a really fun time. We're excited for that upcoming episode. But not our first no pants interview. Just our first in-person no pants interview. That's true. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a week. Bye, guys. <laughs>